We have been enjoying going through the Psalms, and we are at sort of the two-thirds mark of going through 150 Psalms. We're at Psalm 100 today, a, a favorite Psalm of many, Psalm 100. I'd ask you if you have a Bible to turn there. And let's stand as I read it. I'll be reading from the New American Standard Bible. I plan to read through the King James at some point in the message itself. Um, This is God's Word, His holy, inspired, inerrant, infallible Word. Hear the Word of God. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. And his faithfulness to all generations. Heavenly Father, we praise you that we are part of a generation that has heard this truth. Apply it to our hearts. Bring it to life in our souls. We need these words We need the whole Bible. We need Psalm 100 to declare your praise, to come before you with joyful singing. We ask you to meet with us and prepare us to come to your table. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. The Lord is King. Jehovah reigns. Come to the king's table. You're invited. Book four of the Psalms is where we are. That's Psalms 92 to 106. uh, 90 to 106. And this 92 to 100, we're calling the, the, the God reigns section. 93 to 99 specifically say those words, either the king, God is the king, the king is God, uh, or uh, it says Jehovah reigns, Jehovah Malach. In Psalms 92 and 100, it doesn't actually say those words, but it's sort of like bookends of the 92 to 99. So, So Palmer Robertson includes... 92 and 100, Um, different ones speak to that and particularly include this one, 100. One one writer uh, says that this, this 100 is a fitting doxology to Psalms 92 to, to 99. Palmer Robertson says, possibly no other grouping of Psalms so directly and so consistently summons God's people to worship, to praise, and to thank Him as their sovereign King. And I would, I would remind you, as, as we have burdens on us particularly, I would remind you, as I, as I did last week, that 
that these, these psalms are about praising the Lord for His sovereignty. But there are psalms about your life when you're down in the dumps. When you ask your soul, why? Why am I like this? Psalm 42 and 43. There's, there's one psalm, 88, that just you end up in the dumps and you stay in the dumps. Almost, well, all the rest of them, as far as I know, it pulls out to a certain extent. Uh, th- there are psalms that if you need to confess your sins, they're there. There are psalms that, that, that talk about the joy of having your sins forgiven. There are psalms that, that talk about all our emotions and allow us to put them into godly words. Psalm 77 asks, Has God forgotten to be gracious? I mean, what a question is that? But, but, but you may ask it sometime. You, you, you may ask those questions. There is an answer to that question. But the Psalms allow you to do that. So remember that there are Psalms of all sorts all the way through Scripture, all the way through the Psalter. But these do take us to worship. And this one particularly invites you to worship. Let's look at the structure. Verses 1 and 2 and 4 are a call to praise God. There's 1, 2, and 4 ask you to come. And then 3 and 5 tell you why. There's this alternating movement. 1 and 2 and 4. So you have 1, 2, come worship God. And 3, this is why. Matthew Henry calls it the matter for praise, his, his being, his relationship to us, his mercy and, in, and his truth. So you have, you have come praise and then why in verse 3. And then come praise again in verse 4 and then why in verse 5. Verse 5 starts with the word for. In these psalms, as we've gone through, when we've gotten that information, I have, I have wanted in my, in my own Bible or in my own printing it out and marking it and doing things like that is to circle the four so that you have a four literally in verse 5. But verse 3, it's, I would say it's implied. Know that the Lord himself is God. Come before him with joyful singing for for, for you need to know that God, the Lord himself, is God. So one and two, come. In verse three, he's God. That's why. Four, come. And verse five, he's God. Getting, it, getting a little bit closer into it, one and two say, come. And three says, he's God. Four says, come. And five says, he's good. It's it's a beautifully structured psalm. Have you memorized it? Some of you may well have memorized it. 
in junior choir with Christine Stevenson. You could not get through junior choir without memorizing Psalm 100. I remember, I remember going up the hall, uh, headed to prayer meeting, and Psalm 100 was going on so that you had, you had Psalm 100 in your heart. Um, it was the hallmark of her class on Wednesday nights. You were going to hear and have it in your heart, a call of praise to God. And if you haven't memorized it, memorize it. Um, you, you, may, you may know it from Psalm 100 in the King James. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye, ye, ye is translated y'all uh, in, 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 our, in our speech. Know ye, plural, that the Lord, he is God. That, that's the, you know, the why in verse 3. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. So there's, there's your first big block of why come. And then four, King James continuing, enter into his courts with praise. Now, of course, you can praise him in your closet at home. You can praise him around the dinner table. You can praise him with your family, with your, your husband, your wife, your children. But this, there's this great implication in Psalm 100 of public praise, of come. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Yes, you can do that if you're by yourself in in solitary confinement in jail. You can still come into his, into his courts with thanksgiving. No question about that. But there's an implication that y'all, we, you know, enter into, know ye that the Lord is God. Verse 3, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For as verse 3 said, he is God. Verse 5 said, the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. So we're coming. So then I ask this question, who's at the center? I mean, where, where are we coming to? What is our focus? Well, I'll read through the NASB this time, and this time emphasize the Lord and the pronouns that refer to him. And, and you'll see that this is, this is all about the Lord. This is all about Jesus. This is all about the Father. This is all about the Holy Spirit bringing us together into worship. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord Himself is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. The Lord... Jehovah is at the center. He's obviously at the center of this psalm. He is at the center of reality. He is the center. 
You think you talk about people, you know, I've got to center myself and center myself into myself. That's idolatry. We center ourselves on God. We don't meditate into our own selves, our own truths that we devise, our own worlds that we put together. We, we meditate on the Word of God that leads us to God. The center is God Himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Who is at the center? The center is the Lord Jehovah, the one who reigns, the one who is the King of kings and Lord of lords, the one who is God and the one who is good. Well, who is invited, if, if the Lord is the center of reality, the center of all that there is, He is the one to whom all praise is due, who is invited to come to His throne? Who is invited to approach the center? I think this, is, this can be fairly shocking, maybe. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all you Christians, all you Presbyterians, all you some subset of people. No, everybody. We need, we need to have a view that Jesus is more than just the king and head of the church. He is the king and head of the church. And if we were to have 62 denominations and non-denominations represented here, he would be our king together. He would be our head together. He is the head of the church. But the invitation to come, and it really is a command to come, doesn't just reach to the church. Psalm 100 makes it really clear. Shout joyfully to the Lord. You know, worship the Lord. Serve the Lord who? All the earth. Matthew Henry says that this is an importunate exhortation to praise. Or that there are, there's a series of importunate exhortations to praise. Now you remember about the importunate widow in, in Luke chapter 18, you know, she needed help. Uh, she, she went to a man who could have helped her in legal matters. He, she said, give me legal protection from my opponent. And for a while, this unjust judge was, was unwilling, but she kept coming to him saying, give me legal protection. Afterward, he said, even though I do not fear God or respect man, yet because this widow bothers me, I will give her legal protection. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will wear me out. So we call her the importunate widow. Use that big word. She just knocks on the door, knocks on the door, knocks on the door. The portal, the port, she's... she's She's hammering away at it. Um, and she, she finally, the, the door finally opens. This is, a, this is a, a, a different understanding. The Lord Jesus is calling out to all the earth over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. It is the Lord saying, 
shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Over and over again, she kept coming. She kept continually knocking. She was importunate. So Psalm 100 calls out and invites you, come worship God. Come worship God. Come worship the God who is there. Come worship your creator is what it says. Come worship your sustainer, your shepherd. What if someone came to your door every morning very early? Whatever is early for you. But just at the right time every morning when, when you're getting up and knocked on your door and blew a trumpet or I could imagine blowing a saxophone and calling out, Worship the Lord God today! Worship the Lord God today. He is your creator. He is your sustainer. Don't waste today. And if, if somebody came and did that, saying consciously, joyfully, worship the Lord today. Why? Because, not just because you're a Christian, but because you're part of all the earth. So you go to your friends, you go to your church members, you go to the people in your Sunday school class, you go to the people who worship with you, you go to the other Christians in the neighborhood, but that's not where you stop. You go, you take this message to those who do not want to hear your saxophone, who do not want to hear your trumpet, who do not want to hear your voice, but it is for their good. Now, speaking the truth in love, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not... Make it, I'm not suggesting that there are pro, there are proverbs about being too loud to go comfort somebody. I'm there. You have to use wisdom here. But the point is that the gospel needs to go out to the world to hear what verse one says. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth, all the earth is invited to this table. They might not come until they come to Jesus. But they're invited to Jesus. And when they come to Jesus, they're invited to the table. It's the table for all the earth. If they come in faith in Jesus, having given their lives to Jesus, having submitted to him. All people that on earth do dwell, sing to the Lord with a cheerful voice, serve him with fear. His praise forth tell, come ye... Come y'all before him and rejoice. The house is burning down. There's only one way out. It is to worship the king. And you know that. And I know that. It's like Lot. He went out and spoke to his sons-in-law who were to marry his daughters in, in Genesis 17. He said, up, get out of this place. Now, I think he sort of sounded like a trumpet. Or saxophone, you know, saying, I've got your attention now, up, get out of this place. He was rather importunate. And to his sons-in-law, he seemed to be, as Scripture says, jesting. So when morning dawned, the angels urged Lot, up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he hesitated, so they grabbed him. And they said, escape for your life. These angels were importunate because the place was going to burn down. There are lots of people in York County whose house is going to burn down around their ears. And I know that. And you know that. 
So yes, the invitation is for you, believers in Jesus Christ, to come to the table this morning. But the invitation, the importunate exhortation, as Matthew Henry says, is for the world, all the earth, to come to Jesus. The angels have been to your home just as they came to Lot's home. That may have been in the form of a grandmother, a mother. It may have been in the form of a Sunday school teacher. It may have been in the form of, of someone who meant evil against you and the Lord turned it into good. But the angels have been to your home and somebody has rather importunately said to you and maybe in very sweet and calm tones, get out of this place of destruction. Get on the road to the eternal city. And you responded. BBN has, uh, Bible Broadcasting Network, has something called um, an, uh, an ITL cards. They like calling cards uh, with BBN on it. Uh, they are uh, uh, invitation to listen to BBN. And on the front it says, you know, Radio Internet, Bible Institute, listen to all Christian radio, so forth. On the back it says, if I die tonight, my soul will be in H blank tomorrow morning. So you have to fill it in, either heaven or hell. Both of them begin with H. It's a pretty striking little card to hand to somebody. If you are not sure, visit the website on the other side of this card. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So what are we to do? We're to come. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You will find rest for your souls. This is what Jesus says to you. All that the Father gives me will come to me, John 6 says. And the one who comes to me I will certainly not cast out. <laughs> one commentator that I don't, I don't think I've ever read before uh, was quoted in Spurgeon's book, uh, Treasury of David. He says, um, for the most guilty are the, for, and for the most guilty, the gates are of his church are open. So what do you bring? You don't bring anything but you. That's all. It is that simple. Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. What do you bring? Well, you can't bring anything. You don't have it to bring. Just come. Just come as you are. Come to Jesus. Stop pretending, if you are pretending. Just come. Not the labors of my hands can fulfill the law's demands. Not, you, can't, you can't do it. And, and as far as your zeal is concerned, it's great to have zeal, but your zeal can't save you either. Could my zeal no respite? No, if I couldn't stop being zealous. And, and could, I, could I weep forever and ever? That wouldn't buy me salvation. All those things for sin could not atone. Thou must save and thou alone. Jesus saves. You cannot save. You are completely, absolutely disqualified from being able to save yourself. You are completely, absolutely the best candidate in all the 
world to be saved, for you're part of all the earth. Look at the passage again. Shout joyfully. These are the commands. You, I would suggest you double underline them if you mark marking your Bible. Shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. Verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. And then for the Lord is good. How are we to come? We are to come joyfully. We can come only because of the sacrifice represented by this table. Substitutionary, vicarious sacrifice on your behalf. Your substitute, vicarious. You were not there, but you were there. (laughs) You didn't suffer there, but somebody suffered there for you. You were there at the cross, wrapped up in his love. You were there by faith, only on the basis of God-given grace. Were you there when they crucified your Lord? Yes, by substitute and vicariously. For Christ also died for sin, died for sins once for all, the just for, as a substitute for the unjust. He saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, justified by his grace. So how must we come? We come joyfully. When you worship, Say with Peter, James, and John on the Mount of Transfiguration. It is good to be here. Psalm 122, let us, I was glad when they said it unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Verse 1, come worship. Verse 2, come worship. Verse 3, because he's God. Specifically, the second third of verse 3, he's creator. He made us and not we ourselves. And the third third of verse 3, he's sustainer. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Verse 4, come worship. And verse 5, he's good. Loving kindness, faithfulness. He has a covenant commitment to those who are in Christ. And there is great comfort. Even for those times when things are really tough. So I would encourage you to use this not only for coming to worship, but to calm your heart, this whole section, that Jesus is king. Luther had a right-hand man. His name was Philip Melanchthon. And I have people in my German heritage that that are named Melanchthon. But Melanchthon was was sort of like the Theodore Beza to, to, to Calvin. He was the one who followed up and, and, and sort of systematized some things for, for Luther. This is in the 1500s. When, when his son died, it is said that Melanchthon, over the body of his son, went to Psalm 100, verse 3 particularly. And he said to those around him, It is he who made us, and we are his. And so it is. He knows your sins. He knows your struggles. He knows the calling that's on your heart to take the gospel to others. And he says to you, as part of all the earth, come worship him joyfully.
Shout joyfully, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is not only God, the Lord is good. And what about his covenant commitment, his loving kindness, his chesed is everlasting, his faithfulness, his amenness is to all generations, including you and me. Let's pray.